Yet another edition of terrible audio mediocrity to come here. I thought it was high definition this well, time. Well, I mean, it would be if I could figure out how to use levels. I don't. I don't know. It, we 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 literally played around with this for like five. Maybe times if we didn't get a sponsor and instead we just got someone who knows something about audio. Yeah, it might lead to a sponsor. Well, I've always been of the mindset of first we need to get this really right, like really right, quality. right. And we're at 31 episodes, and I don't even... I feel mildly confident. Maybe I love the content, but I just... I hate this apparatus, and we'll be gone. And you know what else? We don't have, like, a... We don't have... I mean, you know... Luckily, people have been putting more and more trash, for lack of a better term, in our recording space. So we're starting to get our stuff muted a little bit. We should put a picture of what is (laughs) in here. Because there's literally, like, candy everywhere and food. (laughs) Fun size, though. Yeah. So, time for another fun-sized edition of Weekly Download, <laughs> episode number 31. Yep. Um, there's a few top things we can talk about. I just Let's just get this out of the way. iPad has announced, or Apple. I'm kind of sick of talking about it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but just for the sake of everybody who's interested, because everyone's interested in Apple in some aspect, whether you like it or not, whether you think you are or not. And I honestly don't even know if anything's recording. I don't either. Should we pause for a brief break? I guess so. Well, we paused. (laughs) And it's recording. Okay, clearly it's working. So uh, hopefully you guys can hear it too, or we're just going crazier. But anyway, so Jim Dalrymple, you know, he's got, he, you know, he has more of a well connected year than even John Gruber or a lot of other people have. He somehow knows everything. So anyway, he has, has the date and he got the invitation first. Maybe that's the deal. Uh, Wednesday, March 7th, iPad event, 10 a.m., so that means 1 p.m. Uh, Eastern, Eastern time. Right, standard. Eastern standard time. No, I time. meant standard as in, like, the standard Apple time. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> the best part is is that Eric Schmidt was just about his to give his Mobile World Congress <laughs> keynote, and that invitation went out. Awesome. I hope that awesome. Tim Cook was just like, ugh. You know, but, like, that sounds so much more of, like, a Steve Jobsian thing to do. And he's just like, you know what? Let's screw with his keynote a little bit. Right, right. And drop the ball. Even though this isn't really going to be much of a ball-dropping event, for those of you holding out on getting an iPad, yeah, sure, wait, please, <laughs> for God's sakes. go to. And if you are an Apple person or someone who is generally interested in this kind of thing and the well-being of people, go to an Apple store and talk just people out, out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Just be like, no, don't do it right now, please. I wonder if, you know, employees don't really do that, actually. And that's a shame. I don't think they're allowed. Well, that's a shame, right? If you know that there's going to be a new iPad coming out within two weeks, why wouldn't you tell people and have them become repeat customers? Right, right. Well, but I mean, I'm sure Tim Cook and company would say otherwise. Well, in defense of them, that you have a 30 day restocking fee when it comes to that kind of stuff. Like, uh, no, free restocking. Yeah, no, yeah, no fee. So, okay, if you want your iPad really bad, I guess you could go do it. But I'd wait. It is on sale in some places. And Best Buy. And Radio Shack now. Oh, really? But Radio Shack's claiming they just put it on sale for no reason. Okay. They are crafty little you know what's. Well, anyway, <laughs> let's move so on. So let, we're moving on to that. You can uh, check that out. Plenty of news on all the other great news sites that exist. And there's several rumors on it, too. The one thing I'm more interested in is this Google Goggles uh, I've experimental never, thing. I found Google Goggles to always be so ridiculous. Like, so there is a, So there's a differentiation to be made. Google Goggles is a s- app on, I think it's on iOS, too. It is, yeah. 
and it's embedded within the Google property or no? Is it embedded in the Google app or is it a separate standalone? I think it's a separate app if I remember correctly. Okay, well, anyway, there's an app or a feature of an app that basically allows you to take a picture of anything that's supported by Google Goggles within the database of Google Goggles. And it will basically search and give you information about that image. So I could take a picture of this MacBook Air with Google Goggles and it will say, oh, you have a MacBook Air. Would you like to buy a MacBook Air? Or it will show me ads about MacBook Air right. or we'll like do a search on it because it has these algorithms to recognize images. Well, Google Goggles, <laughs> like this other Google Goggles, or the, which we should really call the Google Glasses or the G Glasses or the Glasses or whatever. <laughs> the Glasses. The Google Glasses. <laughs> And that's basically this new experimental sort of thing coming out of Google X Labs because they're so cool like that. And they have these labs with the, the random X Labs. Lab, yeah. And uh, not to be snarky. Okay. That's cool that what they're doing is it's interesting. I mean, that's it's if you're going to have an R&D location, you might as well have it in Google because they have all the money and all the data to do virtually anything. Right. So this and one they do little, they pretty much. So this one incubator in Google is working on these glasses that will basically integrate with the entire Google platform suite. So maps, mail, news, and basically just be glasses that you wear every day. So the scenario that one could come up with, you know, it'll all go back to minority report in some ways, but you wake up in the morning, you put on this goggle. Supposedly it's only one eyepiece, by the way, it's like something out of Dragon Ball Z. So it's a Google monocle. Monocle. Yeah, yes. Exactly. That's what we should be calling it. The Google Monocle is just one uh, sort of half of a sunglass. Like if you look, if you, um, you know, the Agent Smith on uh, in the Matrix. Yes. It's going to you could envision something like that, but half of that or Dragon Ball Z. And you're walking around and there's a heads up display or kind of something projecting out into augmented reality space while you're walking around. Kind of tells you the weather, gives you the news briefing while you're slowly getting up, brushing your teeth, kind of washing your face, but not getting the goggles wet because otherwise you ruin them. And then, you know, you jump out of the shower and you put them back on and then you sit down at your breakfast table and you get the news coming out in front of your face. Or maybe when you actually pick up a newspaper, the newspaper dynamically changes right. based on what you see. I don't know. This is all just pie in the sky. We have no idea. All, all Nick Bilton of the NY Times knows is that they're working on something very descriptive it it is likely going to ch cost somewhere between 250 and 600 dollars and probably have cellular connectivity um one person john gruber pointed out why would they add any additional subscription fee to use this why not just have the model of selling right? the goggles and people paying for it that way but the fact is if it's an experimental product first coming out that's kind of creepy no one's right. going to want to pay 500 dollars for it i mean well I'm saying no one would, but maybe... But you're diehard nerds, for lack of a better term. Right. But if this is to be mainstream, I mean, they're going to have to subsidize it in some way. So what better than to work with carriers or through... Or, hey, guess what? Ads. Wonder how they're going to make money off of this one. You're sitting there reading with your glasses and your glasses pop up ads. But um, one thing I pointed out is when I was a kid, you know, like 12 years old, I got a virtual boy for Christmas. And do you know what the virtual boy was? I don't. I probably. I don't remember. You missed that. Hand. You missed that era. Okay, so, <laughs> so Nintendo had this system called the Virtual Boy, and it was these big, huge, red. 
I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Those. And basically, and basically, you put it right on your eyes, and it's red and black only. Only textures of red and black, no color or anything. And it had this stereoscopic, like 3D kind of. It had because it, there was a depth of field because there's it, right. The actual glasses were long, and there was a, that was the yeah, monitor. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It was like being in an arcade, but they were right up against your face. Well, they eventually recalled the Virtual Boy because of how much strain it was putting on people's eyes to have this on Real their figure. head all the time. Right. But, okay, this is a little bit of a, you know, it's, it's kind of apples to oranges because a Google monocle <laughs> would just be one eye, so it wouldn't put so much strain on both your eyes, but you could probably look past it and still see the blind world. In one eye. But, well, you're not really blind. Okay, so, like, if you take your hand and you cover your eye but you have both your eyes open right, it'll refocus you'll you well you'll just look right through your hand because you have this gestalton ability right. of completing the picture so if you had a monocle on and you look past the monocle especially if it were a different color your brain would complete the scene and you could ignore the monocle yeah. unless it was right up against your eye then it's kind of hard but even then you would kind of guess infer the rest of the space like even though my hand is covering my eye i still can recognize there's a laptop there's a hand yeah or a laptop yeah. anyway this is a bit psychological but the point is is that the google monocle may not be necessarily straining on your eye but it'll be interesting to see like how they managed to fit so much information or whatever right. on this little screen and how lightweight they're going to be like if they're as lightweight as my glasses right here that's not so bad but i mean if they're like wallet heavy yeah then yeah. it's gonna get annoying right and you're gonna be like my, your head down. my question is what about when you're driving like how many people do you think are gonna be like oh i'll still wear this and use this while i'm driving like, exactly like crazy probably distracting but anyway, i don't think i don't think we're gonna see him i'm just gonna throw that out there really i don't i don't think it'll come out oh they're saying next year uh we'll see i wouldn't be surprised if they came out at like next year's um CES or something CES like that. Yeah. It's like a demo and people get excited about it and then everyone ignores it for an Apple product. Anyway. <laughs> oh. Yeah. You know, just a random side note really fast. A friend of mine listens to the show almost every week and he was like, you know, sometimes I can't even get through you guys' show because I feel like it's just a couple of Apple fanboys. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, is that most of the stuff that shows up on my feed is Apple related. Is news. Apple related in some way, or someone makes it Apple related, and you know, if what? you look at any news right now, it seems like Apple is always coming up. Give me a blog I should start reading, and I'd be happy to reblog or talk about it. Notice, and I mean, I'll give a shout out to it since it barely exists anymore. Win Rumors was like the only Windows related blog, and that guy got bought by The Verge, basically. Yeah, they're in the so it doesn't even exist anymore. So whatever. Okay. <laughs> All right. Don't listen. Then. God. <laughs> okay. Speaking of okay, Apple <laughs> fanboy, <laughs> T-Mobile released their earnings statement, and right there in their T-Mobile press earnings release, report, yeah, like for their earnings, it um it has specifically blamed the iPhone f not having the iPhone 4s for some of the loss of market capitalization that they could have had in that quarter. Isn't Bologna. that incredible, though? Like, that this is your earnings strategy? Like, blame Apple? You can't call. You can't do that. You, you look like a failure if you do something like that. I mean, that's, I mean, that's this week's fail. I know we've kind of talked about it before, but I just want to stress how hilarious it is that it used to be like, 
car- or like manufacturers would crawl to carriers saying, please take our device. And now Timo was like on its hands and knees begging at this point, like yeah, a little I girl. Mean, and, and that might be a bit harsh to say. I mean, T-Mobile has a strong grip in the European market. Right. But, but T-Mobile of, USA is. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I think maybe that's that's what this, this was right, article right. was on T-Mobile USA. But T-Mobile World, you know, we don't, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I won't make fun of them. <laughs> Facebook will soon start using the content from pages as ads <clears throat> interleaved with their news feed. So first we talked about how ads are showing up on the sidebar and those that sidebar is being transplanted into photos. Right. So photos now have these ads which are like basically you can turn on blinders to even though they're there and they're just as interactive as a normal ad. Now a Facebook page can make a post that actually has the analytic suite of like ads. So for example, they showed Ben and Jerry's has this way of liking their ice cream offering, but it's in your newsfeed now. So so it kind of reminds me of like how dig and Reddit are making money with their news feeds mm-hmm. is that they're interleaving sponsored links with the rest of the and links. And we sort of talked about this last week or two weeks ago, I think, how they had to, that maybe this was a good way of cooking ads in since they weren't doing a very good job of that. Well, it's pretty much the 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 path forward for how they're going to do it on mobile. Right. Because mobile doesn't have sidebars. There's no rooms for that. So the only other solution is to put it right in the news feed. That's going to take people off. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I Especially think, yeah. when it show up, shows up on a small screen and you're forced to take up about one-third of your screen space of an ad. And it's literally just going to be an ad. like. But then again, I will say, the newsfeed is another one of those things that you quickly scroll through, kind of skim, like you're, right. like a just digest see, of like, people everybody. that you want to see. And so if you see an ad... It's you may kind not even of notice like, it. You may not even notice it at all. Because right? you're usually looking... I'm usually looking for names or something like that. Like, people I'm interested in, like, oh, what are they doing today? I mean, have you seen the ads come up on your feed yet? I'm I haven't really actually seen any ads come up. I've seen it I'm once. I'm too busy seeing memes, just like you are. That's all I ever see these days on my feed. I've never seen a, uh, an ad come up on my feed, though. I'm trying to scroll through mine really fast. I mean, there's a lot of... Um, useless apps that I don't care about, which are basically ads in some way, but specific ad ads. I've only seen one, which was the Ben and Jerry. I think maybe they're just kind of trialing it to see how it goes, but obviously, I mean, Facebook needs to make money and they need to make money fast on the mobile platform. So if they are, that's kind of the best way to do it. So, okay. Jumping back on the, Unless there's something else with Facebook we could talk about. Mm-hmm. I don't think we have anything. Okay. Um, did you watch the iFactory? I still haven't seen it. Come on, I man. Tu- I, yeah, he was you making fun of me the before mount- the you show. You have the Mountain Lion pre-release almost installed. Not at all. <laughs> and you don't even read the stuff we post. I did, how, is, I how are we supposed to get money? I here? didn't say I didn't read it. I, didn't wa- this was, I don't watch videos. I don't like videos. Okay, well, anyway, it's a fascinating video. ABC News, who, you know, they they right. know a little <laughs> bit about Apple. They got an exclusive quote-unquote look. But actually, it was quite unbiased. It was quite objective. They did a good job showing the interactions of people. Now, of course, whenever you're watched, you're going to act on your right. best and behavior. I say, I've seen a lot of reports saying things were probably hidden, things like that. 
Contrary to popular belief, I read all about this thing. I just didn't watch it. Yeah, but the but the watch is completely different than what you read. It's completely different. You actually see the emotions of people. Like one of the things that kept coming up is how tired people get because right. they work twelve hour shifts at a dollar some change pay an hour. That is like you know, but that's the de facto standard for Chinese labor. So right. the bottom line is that this piece was trying to paint the picture of, yeah, in U.S. standards, it sucks. But, but for China, it's just it's fantastic. In, yeah. No, no, it's not just run-of-the-mill. Like it's it's cream-of-the-crop job huh. to work at Foxconn, especially if you come from the villages of Shenzhen who uh, that are mostly poor and mostly right. polluted and mostly they don't have a whole lot. Like They show the village, and the villagers are happy for their children and happy for the village that their children are going to work for Foxconn and get a job and get paid, you know, supposedly top dollar right for that area i mean yeah there's going to be the richer folk and there's always going to be a gap no matter where you are and what i mean it doesn't yeah it doesn't matter where you are in the world but if you're wanting to look at it from a sociological perspective that's the one thing you're going to get out of it you're not going to get a whole much out of like apple and whatnot that you already haven't heard right but you'll certainly get that aspect because that's something you actually see um, and by the way, it's a great companion to the uh, Mr. Daisy and the Apple Factory thing from This American Life. In fact, they both line up very well. Like you, I did go back and tell. listen to all of that, and I thought it was interesting. Though I will say that even though in that in that piece they mentioned that there would be ten to twelve year olds, in this uh, night nightline piece there wasn't anyone under sixteen. Hmm. Most everyone was at a decently legal age. I mean, there may have been some fifteen year olds, but generally people are a little. Do you think older. that was just like? That they hit it pretty well, or well, do you it could have been. Believe it, it could have been the case, but I feel like well, they showed this huge throng of people waiting in line to get a job at Foxconn, right? And everyone had that. these universal IDs that they would scan. Apparently, China has this system where you scan this ID, and you either you either are a legal citizen of that area or you're not. And if you don't have the ID, you're turned away. And if you are, or if you or if you had a fake one, you're turned away. Right. Or if you have an ID. Then you scan it, and then you are allowed, or you're permitted to, ele- you're eligible to get hired. So those who complain about the American that, thing, yeah, what I said, those who complain about things in America ought to like take note here, <laughs> not to make this political. But anyway, eighty percent of that throng of people are going to get hired, and if you look at that sea of people, I mean, it's just I can't even describe it unless you look at it, but. There must have been like 600 to 1,000 people in that shot. And there are a lot of, yeah, images floating around of that. So these people are typically, they look like they're 17, 18-year-olds, you know, motorcycle riders or whatever. But anyway, like they're not old. They're not elderly. But they are not also... They're more of age to China standards. Uh, Okay, so check that out. Uh, Apple again. Acquired a company called Chomp. Yeah, I thought this was a little bit interesting. Um, I've seen a few rumors lately coming going around about how search is changing on uh, in iTunes, and a lot of people complain about the way search is done with App Store and iTunes and all kinds of stuff. And apparently, Chomp. I went and looked at it. It's a interesting aggregator that talks about search. Sort of, you can search for applications, search for music. It's a little bit better than Genius. Well, Apple decided, hey, maybe we can learn something from them. Let's just buy them. So, just a little interesting tidbit. Uh, hopefully, maybe we'll see something better with the Genius application. Yeah, the Genius application could use a little work, but just in general, like, there are a lot of good apps out there that are yet to be discovered. Right. And that's and sort of what Chomp is good at doing, from my understanding. I've never used it. I had only, I've only played with it this past week after 
seeing this acquisition thing. What do you think? I, I think it's interesting. Like there are apps that I stumbled across that I would have never seen before. And it's not just like I and on the iTunes app where it's, oh, you bought this app, so you may not like this random Chinese application. Do you ever have that happen to you? No. Oh, I've had that happen numerous times. But did they make did that did the discovery of that app make you buy it? Uh, no. <laughs> well, so much for that. <laughs> I'm kinda cheap. Okay. Uh okay, let's just continue on with the apple thing so we're not jumping around companies the last thing i'll we'll talk about with apple is okay so the the title well (laughs) so mercedes-benz has a new a-class car and they have revamped their c-o-m-a-n-d command (laughs) i guess because there's no m there's no there's not double m right infotainment system infotainment (laughs) You're making up all kinds of words and phrases here. <laughs> Infotainment? Am I going to be entertained by the information or something? Is that I what don't that know. Means? These Germans. Okay, <laughs> anyway. But the big deal is that it's going to heavily, heavily integrate with Siri. Now, I don't know about you, but I think this is interesting because this is the first application outside of an Apple Core app. That's that being able to use Siri. Uses Siri APIs. Right. I didn't, even know, I didn't even know you could use Siri's API yet. I don't I think didn't you know can. either. I feel like there's some back-end deal or something going on here, unless I'm reading this wrong, but it seems to be that it's going to be heavily integrating voice recognition technology, allowing users to make appointments, send text messages and emails, get weather statuses, and access all their songs through voice commands. Huh. So, okay, what could be the case is that you just plug in, it's just plugging in and just patching all of that through Siri. So it's not really a deep integration but I think the core message is that the iPhone 4S really is becoming, you know, more integrated yeah. in this car. And in general, when you buy a lot of cars nowadays, there's the iPod connector. It's not the MP3 or auxiliary connector. It's the, the iPod, iPod connector. Right? It's that 30-pin antiquated piece of crap connector that these cars are willingly using right. because people know that I actually find it very comical that the 8-inch jack, I recently bought a Toyota RAV4 over, over the holiday break. And um, they on the sticker on this car you that bought I bought a new car. I I did. <laughs> there was nothing exciting about it. Have you ever been in a Rav Four? It's kind of boring. Okay. Anyway. All right. So anyway, there was this. Uh, it's branded on the sticker iPod connection. It's just a quarter inch or it's an eighth inch jack. Like really? That yeah. You just plug. That's sad. <laughs> that's incredible. I was amazed that they even bothered calling it an i. Why not just say MP3 like capable? thing i don't know we're moving along i really like this uh this i shouldn't say i like it i think it's interesting the making devs pay for subscriber data usage okay so at&t recently is i guess they're testing or preparing a service that supposedly the people who are creating the applications have to provide subsidies or completely pay for the data that they're customers are using right so you can imagine for example spotify who uses a ton of streaming because that's their entire model out of at&t 3g they are supposed to supposedly with this model they would be responsible for paying at&t and so that in turn would help customers 
We don't know. Well, I'm guessing the Spotify app will go from being free to like $25. Well, but even though it's free, you don't get anything out of it when you download it, right? Right. You have to be a subscriber. You get Or your subscription will go downloaded. from $10 to like $20 a month. That will be the question. Right. Well, who's going to get Who's going to get? I mean, the at some point, you know, the consumer is going to have to get yeah. the end of the deal. So we'll see how that goes. But I don't know. I don't think it'll even happen. Today's my day of, I don't think this is going to exist. It's uh, going to go out on a limb on everything, huh? Yep, yep. I don't think you're going to look at Mountain Lion. That's what I'm going to go out on. <laughs> that. Microsoft is phasing out its Zune and Live branding. So if you go to the Windows Phone, like the next Windows Phone iteration and in right. Windows 8, it's not called the Zune Player. It's not called Windows Live. It's Just called either music. Messenger or Music. Right. Uh, scratch that, reverse it, but you know what I mean. So what do you think about that? I mean, I think it's probably a little more uh, consistent. Uh, people, a lot of people probably don't have never owned a Zune, or the average user may not have any idea sure. what a Zune even is, uh, or live. Like they're going to be, where where do I send a text? Where do, where's my email? Not in the live panel, but simply in the messaging panel. I think it makes a lot more sense. True. I think Apple has done that. They did a good job at it. I think Androids are like that too, aren't they? I'm pretty sure. Mm. <laughs> Man, we do look like fanboys. <laughs> I do know the Windows Phone platform. You just wait, listener, who's complained. <laughs> I'm getting a Windows Phone, and then we'll see who's an iPhone fan. He's a big Microsoft fanboy, too, so should be mildly entertaining. I like how Tarun scrolls up and says, that's enough. This, this, this episode <laughs> is going to be called... Uh, like so, we're, we're calling that guy out, basically. <laughs> that's going to be this whole episode. Okay. Last thing, and this is probably the funniest thing to come out of the Mobile World Congress thus far. The Funnier than the fact that Eric Schmidt got totally, like, owned. Pwned, for lack of a better term. So, Nokia is releasing yeah, this is the fine. 808 Pure View smartphone. Okay, so wait, I'm just going to describe the phone to you. The phone, Nokia, by the way, your new, car- your new manufacturer of choice decided that this was a good idea. Right, okay, <laughs> they, they've had some better ideas. <laughs> So I'll just, okay, here's the thing. It runs Symbian. All right, standard Nokia, you know, fodder. 1.3 gigahertz single core chip, also fodder. 360 by 4640 screen, 512 megabytes of RAM, 16 gigabyte onboard storage. That also has micro SD, thankfully, quote unquote. (laughs) So, okay, that's great, you know, and uh, does HSPA and awesome. Oh, by the way. Oh, by the way. It has a Carl Zeiss lens camera that does 1080p. Oh, big deal. And does 41 <laughs> megapixel shooting stills. Oh. Wait, 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 wait. There's no point. There's no dot, no decimal between that four and one. 41 <laughs> megapixel camera. Look at this thing. It's a beast. Look at that thing. It's like, it, it, it's literally the defining feature of the phone. Like the whole reason you would buy this phone. Let's just let's just get this out of the way is if you are a camera person and for some reason you don't own like a Nikon D 600 or something some, like some that. SLR. Yeah. And you're thinking to yourself, man, if only I had a phone that took <laughs> better you pictures than my camera. And I don't know if Nokia like missed the memo here, but I've often read as someone who like, it's a little interesting DSLRs that above 12 to 15 megapixels, it just doesn't matter anymore. Not even. Above like 10 megapixels. Right. I mean, if you're going to look at camera quality, you're going to look at the aperture right. size. You're going to look at the sensor it has on it. So this is the biggest like marketing like 
BS that I've ever seen. Well, does this say anything about the sensor and stuff, too? If they don't even like, at least Apple nope. does a really good job every time of mentioning its new low light CMOS sensor or thing like things like that. Every single time they come out with a new camera, just tying this back to Apple one more time. It doesn't say anything about. Huh. Hmm. You know, I ordered a new camera yesterday, a T3i digital SLR, and maybe I should return it and just buy this Nokia instead. Sounds like a good deal. And it, it is. I just I can't believe it. This is ridiculous. Checking the comments to see if we can find anything mildly entertaining. <laughs> Still brag about how wonderful your iPhone 4S <laughs> camera is? Yeah, we can't anymore, that's for sure. Oh, that is too funny. If you buy one, tell us about it. Because and, we're not going to. <laughs> and then we'll say you probably shouldn't listen to our show. <laughs> but for those of you who don't buy it, you're welcome to listen. Okay, just kidding. Everyone's welcome to listen. Thanks for listening. Episode number 31. Do you have anything to say about your pathetic excuses for not listening and looking at lion yet no next week it'll, it'll happen and maybe if someone sponsored us hey i'm gonna go out I on have... a limb and say you're not gonna do it i think i might i might do it after this very show hope you enjoyed the episode specifically that one guy <laughs>